Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Bossy Beats. And it's hosted by two friends and businesswomen named Stacy and Kim. If you're an entrepreneur, activist, parent, or you value cultivating self-love, then this podcast is for you. Hey there, my name is Stacy, And my name is Kim. We're the Bossy Bees. And we're excited to kick off our first podcast season of 2021. Together, we unpack topics on how personal work can be, from building confidence to addressing bias. And we tackle subjects like emotional bandwidth and prioritizing self-care. Kim and I are grabbing a coffee together every week to sit down and open up about those moments that life gives us. You know, the ones that make us laugh, cry, seriously ponder, and yes, sometimes scream into the ether. We're doing this because along the way, we realized that the secret to finding those successful outcomes was already within us. For all the times you were told you didn't have what it takes or that you just aren't ready, we know you are. We've started a dialogue to relearn, reframe, and explore that skill and potential. You can find our weekly podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Alexa, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget, you can also head over to thebossybees.com to find all of our podcasts, blogs, and even connect with us. Kim and I are looking forward to having you with us. I just finished listening to episode four, which is all about taking back self-care. And the episode blew my mind. It talks about guilt around self-care, generational trauma, and how to balance self-care through parenthood. And honestly, this episode truly held me accountable. Researching true crime can be extremely stressful and depressing. And often, I don't take the time to decompress and accept those feelings because there's always more to be done. But the bossy bee slapped me with truth in the most respectful and warm-hearted way. If you're looking for a self-improvement or business podcast, you should be listening to the bossy bees. It's a well-rounded podcast that will make you laugh and make you feel less alone. Plus, you get to support two bossy women. You can listen to The Bossy Bees wherever you get your podcasts. If you love the podcast and want to support the show, you can head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review. You can also follow the show on Spotify. It helps so much. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at the LCL Pot so you can follow any updates about the show and stay connected. Now, let's get into the episode.
In July of 1982, in Bronx, New York, a young black man named William Christopher Delk vanished from the face of the earth in one of the most cryptic ways. His story is one of lost potential and unanswered questions. The events that occur after his disappearance are strange and mysterious. What happened to William Delk, and is there any possibility that he may still be out there alive? I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library. Let's study the case of William Christopher Delk. It's the summer of 1982, and William Christopher Delk is on his way to a training program at the South Bronx Job Corps Center on Andrews Avenue in New York City. William, who goes by Chris, is 18 years old, and he's got plans for his future. It's towards the end of July, and the seduction of summer doesn't deter Chris from his goals. After spending his day at the South Bronx Job Corps Center, he calls his mother, who lives in Huntington, New York, to come pick him up. With Chris in the South Bronx and his mother about an hour away in Huntington, which is located on the north shore of Long Island, Chris must wait patiently until his mother arrives. An hour passes and Chris's mother arrives at the Job Corps Center, but she doesn't see her son anywhere. At this point, Chris's mother assumes that he changed his mind and either found another way home or just walked off somewhere else for a while. And although Chris isn't there like he's supposed to be, he leaves something behind that he should have taken with him. Chris's mother realizes that her son has left behind his street clothes. If Chris walked to a different location to wait, or if he decided to find some alternate transportation home, why would he leave his street clothes behind? But that's not the only strange occurrence, because according to the staff at the South Bronx Job Corps Center, no one even saw Chris leave. None of this information necessarily alarms Chris's mother. There's not much information about the type of guy Chris is, but maybe he's prone to wandering or forgetfulness. Maybe this is typical Chris behavior. Because Chris lives with his mother, Chris's mom returns home, thinking that her son will turn up at some point. A few days pass and there's still no sign of Chris. Despite this fact, it appears Chris's mother still isn't alarmed by her son's sudden absence because she makes the decision to go on a weekend visit to Washington, D.C. During her trip, she calls home numerous times, expecting Chris to pick up the call. During one specific phone call, there's a flash of relief when the busy tone plays on the other end. She assumes that Chris finally returned home, and this would all be just a misunderstanding. That weekend, Chris's mother never actually speaks with her son, but she still is hopeful that that busy tone meant that Chris had made it home safely, that he would be home waiting for her return. But when she returns home, Chris is still missing, and what she finds in her home is cryptic. According to the Charlie Project, Chris's mother arrives home to find that Chris is still nowhere to be found. However, as she walks further into her residence, she discovers her son's wallet and his favorite black hat, two items which were said to have been with him the day he disappeared. And when Chris's mother looks over to her living room couch, 
she notices that the couch appears slept on. Is it possible that Chris actually made it home during that weekend his mother was out of town? But if so, why didn't he call her back? When his mother searches the house, Chris isn't home, and sadly, he never returns home again. Over the years, his mother never hears from her son, making it seem like a real possibility that her son didn't voluntarily go missing. According to the Charlie Project, the authorities agree. They believe that Chris was met with foul play on or after the day he was said to have disappeared and is now deceased. During the investigation, Chris's mother provides information to the police that may further prove their theory. According to Chris's mother, prior to his disappearance, Chris divulged to his mother that people were after him. He even gave his mother the names of these people, which she later gave to police. I'm sure you want to know just as bad as I do. Who was after Chris? Why were these people after him? And did the police question the people on the list? From my research, it's unclear what came of this information. And from the two articles out there about Chris's disappearance, nothing suggests that the local authorities followed up with the information given to them. After 38 years, the case remains unsolved. There has been no activity on William Christopher Delk's social security number since his disappearance. And with his mother insisting over the years that her son would never leave without warning, police believe that the likelihood of Chris being alive is low. Something that stuck out to me about this case was the way Chris's mother acted in the days after her son's disappearance. Although I personally find some of her actions odd, it may be more of a reflection of the times rather than a reflection of her nature. You see, Chris's case occurred during a special time in American history where the public, especially parents, were largely unaware or concerned about the threat of abduction. The 1980s produced a broader understanding of missing person cases. Young children like Adam Walsh and Johnny Gosh disappeared in 1981 and 1982 respectively. After these events, the phrase stranger danger became popular and there was an increased fear of crimes against children. This was also around the time when missing children were first placed on milk cartons as a way to publicize their cases. The Missing Children Milk Carton Program, which was only marginally successful at the time, would greatly influence the need for a more reliable system, like the Amber Alert system created in 1996. But it wasn't just children who were at the center of missing person cases. Adults went missing too, like John Favara and Kathleen Durst in 1982. These were all just a few of the popular cases that sparked a need to better understand missing person cases and alter the way police handled them. Because Chris disappeared in the midst of this awakening, it's possible that his mother's reaction was a result of the public's lack of knowledge about missing person cases at the time. And sadly, if an older child or young adult went missing, the police often assumed that the person ran away from home. So these first 48 hours were often squandered with the hope and expectation that the kids would return home safely. The threat of human trafficking wasn't as apparent then as it is now. It took cases like Johnny Gosh or Tara Calico to change the way missing person cases were handled. Unfortunately, William Christopher Delk was another case of a missing person that turned out to be a lesson learned for police and the public. William Christopher Delk, who goes by the nickname Chris, was 18 years old when he disappeared. 
and was last seen on July 23, 1982, wearing Lee blue jeans, a gray shirt, and black sneakers. He is a black male, around six feet tall, with light skin, short black hair, and brown eyes. He may have a mustache, and he typically wears glasses. His left ear is pierced, and he has a scar on one leg. If you have any information about the disappearance of William Christopher Delk, please contact the Suffolk County Police Department at 631-852-6195 or 631-852-6410. If you'd like to listen to more episodes of the Lost Crimes Library, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the LCL Pod for any podcast updates. Remember, sharing is caring, so make sure to share this podcast and also leave a review. It helps a lot. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes. This episode was written and hosted by Nisa Henderson, and it was produced by Channing Tapp and Nisa Henderson. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.